Hi, and welcome to Max XP for RPGs, the podcast where I talk about RPGs, but also uh, whatever else the frick I want. The saying's starting to get old, but I'm still going to say it. Uh, yeah, hey, how's it going? How's your day going? Um, it is crazy snowy out where I'm at, and I've seen at least five or six tow trucks drive uh, in front of where I'm working and my coworker had a family emergency so he had to bail so I'm literally just in this giant store by myself <laughs> which is fine that's typically how it ends up in the mornings anyway so uh, anyway um, still haven't really had any time to play anything and I'm really wanting to get wa- really wanting to get back into Shin Megami Tensei 5 in fact I'm like um, I'm like intent on on getting into Shin Megami Tensei 5, finishing it, and then buying Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which I've never played, and um, just really delving into that and um, finishing that. <laughs> Excuse me. So that's actually my plan right now. Let's see how well that goes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, today I'm finally talking about Nino Kuni 2, which um, in one of the first little episodes I did, I talked about how um, at some point I would be getting into Nino Kuni 2 a little bit more in depth. Um, that is, that's today's episode, which is, uh, which is pretty neat. Yeah. So, Nino Kuni 2, for those who don't know, is a follow-up to the uh, Studio Ghibli um, animated uh, video game Nino Kuni, which it translates to the new country, <coughs> the new country, and uh, the two games really had nothing to do with each other. In fact, just about everything about them is completely different, including the characters. the The art, the art style is the same. It's still Studio Ghibli. Um, I believe it's Studio. I don't think Studio Ghibli did Nino Kuni Two. I think Nino Kuni Two was just Studio Ghibli inspired um, to follow up with Nino Kuni. So the art style is the only thing that's similar. And the music is similar, obviously. Um, but the uh, the worlds are completely different. Stories are completely different. I don't think there's a whole lot of crossover other than maybe some monsters and so I don't know for sure. I actually, I never finished Nino Kuni because I couldn't even get through the first freaking part. <laughs> the, the part when, uh, like right at the beginning when Oliver... Um, loses his loses his mom. Spoiler alert: Oliver loses his mom right at the beginning. That was like such an emotional moment that I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I can't. I don't think I can do this because <laughs> I know like personally how it is to lose a parent. Um. So I mean that that w- that one just hit a little bit too close to home for me. So I just I couldn't do it. <coughs> Nino Kuni too. Um, I was able to get a little bit more into because it, it was it was more of a parental figure that you lose it, that uh, Evan. I always want to say Arthur every single time I think of I think of Evan. I want to say Arthur, but it's maybe because he reminds me of King Arthur <laughs> um, with cat ears and a tail. Anyway, um, so at the beginning of Nino Kuni Two, like Roland is the president of a. Uh, um, 
what is essentially the Nino Kuni 2 alterna alternative to the United States. And as he's heading to a summit, a nuclear bomb flies literally over their heads as he's as he's being driven across a bridge to the summit. And um, he he's like dying on the ground, and then all of a sudden he just kind of fades away and disappears, and then reappears in this in um, King King Evans. Um, chambers and is like, uh, wait a minute. Okay, one, I'm younger than I was. Two, I'm alive. That's weird. Three, what the freak? Where am I? <laughs> and so he and Evan um, start. Um, they 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 leave and it turns out there's this big um, there's a coup going on um, to overthrow Evan and you know the entire cat people system really and. Uh, Roland helps Evan escape, and um, you know, right at the beginning, there's a little bit of there's a, some tragedy, and then um, Evan has this realization of like he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to go back and get his kingdom back. Um, he's so he decides, you know what, I'm gonna found I'm gonna found my own kingdom because Ding Dong Dell was a crappy name anyway, <laughs> and I am going to. Uh, I'm gonna make it like the happily ever after kingdom. Everybody that lives here is gonna be happy, and they're not gonna to have to worry about turmoil. And in my head, I'm like, "Good lord, that's naive," but that is a good goal. So Roland helps him, and they go on this adventure, run into sky pirates, um, go to a giant casino town, and among other things. <laughs> it's, uh, my only question is, how did I miss this the first time? I know the answer to that. I I had sold my PlayStation 4 right before Nino Kuni 2 came out, and like as soon as I saw Nino Kuni 2, I was like, ah, "Frick!" I knew that was a bad idea. So um, I was mad about that, but I, I knew like down the road it was probably going to hit Switch anyway. I just it's just Bandai Namco tends to drag their feet, especially like. And this is the weird thing with Bandai Namco. Every single game they've released within the past couple of years, they've re they've issued an, an updated version, quote-unquote updated, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, maybe not every single one, but almost almost every single one of them. I mean, look at the track record. Uh, the the two Sword Art Online games, um, the only one they missed is Alicization, which I don't think is that far off at this point. Mm -hmm. um, excuse me. Um, let's see, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which I don't think anybody really saw coming. Um, Dragon Ball Z Universe, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Um, obviously, we're, we're, we're probably going to get missed by Tekken, which breaks my heart. I would love to have Tekken 7 on the Switch, but the Switch really isn't the place for competitive fighters, so it's it's going to get dodged. <coughs> In terms of the, in the competitive fighting games, other than Smash Bros, um, Nino Kuni and Nino Kuni 2 have both released on Switch. Uh, Tales of Vesperia, which was like the last big selling Tales of game, um, I think they were well. I mean, Tales of Vesperia didn't do really didn't do really well, and Tales of Berseria did okay. Um, I think there were some other Tales of games before that, but Tales of Vesperia was like the last, like, big selling um, Tales of game that I recall. Yeah, I'm, yeah, because the rest of them kind of got... It, 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 around the PS3 area, era, the Tales of games kind of went 
under the radar because they just weren't really doing anything that innovative with the formula. <clears throat> um, and Tales of Arise, I'm going to be perfectly honest, I'm pretty dang sure it's going to come to Switch. They made it on Unreal Engine 4, which is like, or was it Unreal? It was Unreal Engine. They made it on Unreal Engine either 4 or 5, doesn't matter which, because the thing about Unreal Engine is it's scalable, and it scales directly to the console that you're targeting. So it will adjust the entirety of the game um, based on what what specs you're targeting. So even if, even though the Switch has less less power than the Xbox Series X and the Play PlayStation 5, at this point a freaking uh, a freaking Samsung like OLED TV has less power than those than those freaking things. Um, <clears throat> it'll scale and adapt everything in the game to that. The thing that Bandai Namco is going to have to do is adjust the the resolute the internal resolution so it doesn't so it doesn't look blurry. So they're going to have to work on anti-aliasing and um, and some post-processing graphics and stuff like that, which that might take a, that might take a while. Uh, in video game development, post-processing is probably the part that um, it it can take a couple of months to get the post-processing right. Because in you know for those that kind of start out and they've seen the post-processing and like Unity and stuff like that, they're like, oh, all you have to do is just adjust some things. And no, and when you're when you're scaling, well, you know when you're scaling from something as big and graphically um, graphically powerful as uh, I don't even know if that makes sense, but you know what I mean. Something that that's so, such a powerhouse graphically speaking, like the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, and you're scaling down the Nintendo Switch. It's gonna be. It's gonna take a while to get all the little, the little nodes and the little nubs and the little, um, the little details exactly how you want them, so it doesn't look like crap one place, but look perfect somewhere else. So um, honestly, I don't think we're that far away because I'm pretty sure that they've that they started development at the same time. It just takes longer if you're going from something massive and then shoving it into something smaller. Uh, It'll work eventually. It just it just takes a lot of pushing. And uh, get get your mind out of the gutter. Don't you dare think what I think you're thinking. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, back to Nino Kuni too. I actually think it's kind of funny. The reason I one of the reasons I bring up Tales of Rise is that the combat between Tales of Rise and Nino Kuni two is very similar, very very similar to the point where it's almost hard to tell the difference between the two in terms of the in terms of the combat uh, the, the world and the exploration are completely different Nino Kuni 2 is a little bit more cartoony and when you're out in the overworld your character is a little chibi which I, I think is kind of funny I kind of like it <laughs> I just think it's adorable <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> um, Tales of Arise is, is a very serious looking yet still anime-esque um, style of game and uh Nino Kuni 2 has like that that Ghibli anime style to it but it's also built to be a little bit more kid friendly than I think Tales of Arise is built to be um and given that Bandai Namco does have a talent for making every game almost universal so whether you're like 13 years old or 43 years old you're still gonna like the game because it still plays good the story's still great the uh the style is 
like even with this chibi style that's that's happening with the with Nino Kuni too. I don't know anybody my age that's like, ugh, that's too kitty. <laughs> uh, there probably is, but eh, who cares? They can think what they want. <clears throat> but um, the game's released, Nino Kuni two on Switch and Tales of Arise on everything else. And I think it was because Bandai Namco was like, I want to get something on Switch that's like Tales of Arise, so there, so we know that there's a market for that particular style of gameplay. At this point, they should know there's a market. <laughs> like every single game that releases on Switch does a ton better than it does on every other console. I mean, even looking looking at Octopath Traveler, um, which released first on Switch, has done incredibly on Switch and not so great on every other console. Um, it's released. I think they actually have an Android version, but I know it's on Xbox. I know it's on PlayStation 4 now. I know it's on PC now. And on, on those three combined, it still hasn't matched the numbers on Nintendo Switch. I could be wrong about that. That could be a misquote, but as far as I know, that's what that's what I've seen. <clears throat> but uh, Nino Kuni 2, let's just focus on that for a minute. Because <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be doing. You know, podcast. Anyway, um, Nino Kuni 2 has... Honestly, I love the gameplay. I love the characters. I didn't really like Evan very much to begin with. I thought he was kind of whiny and had a really obnoxious voice. But I just got to... Um, I got to a point in the game where... Um, okay, I just I just got past the, the whole um, casino town. And then, and, you know, they get the wood that they need from the character named Niall, who's, like, over this, this massive forest. And... Um, you know, they, they go back and they meet with everybody in their in the in the kingdom that they're building and there's a ton more people and they're already getting to work. They're already like starting to put buildings together. And um, Evan gives this little speech that um, the way it's voice acted isn't very good in English. But the things he says are like I don't know, like at the end of that whole that whole scene and you know, like right, right when the save thing came, I was like, "Hey, do you want to save your game?" I'm like, "I'm gonna be honest. Evan's kind of growing on me. I, I think, I think he's gonna be a pretty dang good character by the end of this. And I already like, I already like Roland. He, he just, he feels like, he feels like a wise and strong leader already. Like he's, he's been here. He's done this. He's, um, the only thing that's kind of new to him is having to, to, um, fight his way." Um, literally fight his way out of situations. <clears throat> that's the only thing that's kind of new for Roland, but like like espionage seems to be something that he's that he's actually somewhat familiar with. Politics he's very familiar with. Um, gambling he's he has a little bit familiarity with. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that like you can see that Roland's well aware of of what's going on in the situations that they're put in. But at the same time. Um, He's also in this completely foreign world. And there's other characters, uh, Batu and his daughter, who I don't remember the name of because I don't really use her in gameplay very much because Batu is just stronger. <laughs> Both are Sky Pirates. Um, Batu's daughter, who, again, I don't remember her name. I actually like her as a character. I think she's interesting. She's very intuitive. She's very intelligent and, and observant. And Batu is just... He's just kind of a clown. <laughs> he doesn't really take anything too seriously. 
like when like when everybody's out gambling, you see Batu kind of hanging out over a table, just kind of watching these guys play a game. He's like, huh, this does, this seems like a lot of fun. And in the gambling area, like everybody that owes money gets this little crow that just hangs over them. And the bigger the crow is, the more money they owe. <laughs> and they literally just hang o- hang around the people like via a spell. And they they keep screaming out, "You owe me." <laughs> Like, the first time I was like, oh, that's going to get annoying. But every time after that, it got funnier. And then Batu walks out of this walks out of this casino. Everybody's already chatting. And then Batu walks up, and he's got this big, fat bird hanging around him, screaming in his ear, you owe me. And I'm like, oh, freaking figure. Of course, he, of course he would be gambling his life away. <laughs> it was, I don't know, it was just, it was funny. There's there's some good humor in the game, and there's there's excellent characters. And the, the whole... Uh, kingdom building mechanic that's involved in the game is really cool um if you've passed by nino kuni 2 at this point it's available on every console dude pick it up try it out it's so cool it's so much fun and if you're kind of put off by like the chibi style i'll be honest with you after like your first couple of hours having to run around in the overworld as the chibis you, you, you don't really notice it and as much as I like Roland, and I always kind of play as Roland, I think I'm actually moving a little bit more towards wanting to play as uh, as Evan a little bit more because Evan's just a, he's he's a good character. He's just he's just in a stage right now where he's kind of naive, and you're, you're going to see a little bit more growth happen I'm, throughout the game. Um, so yeah, don't be like me. Don't pass this up just because. At this point, if if you have a console or a computer, it's kind of hard to pass it up. It's on everything. But, <clears throat> um, I don't know. I think it's worth the investment. I think it's worth your time. So, but that's just me. So that's uh, today's episode. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.